for you to be intentional, you need to know what the goals are that you're working towards. Otherwise, you don't know where to put what or what to do or how to show up. Part of what that, that goal structure is, is also knowing what does intentional look like in the context of X. So if you think of someone who is very intentional in how they go about using their finances, what does that look like? If you think about someone who is very intentional about their health, what does it look like? And so once you can create that picture in your mind, then you have an ideal to strive for. Without that, you are just going through the routines and through this, like the automatic processes of every day. Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress comes from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. My name is Eric Kruger. I am one half of the Expansive Podcast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my ever-traveling, sometimes stationary co-host, Mr. John Sane. John, how are you, brother? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, fantastic. Thank you. I was just got back from Prague uh, yesterday and now in, back in Berlin. And uh, really enjoying just uh, walking around, not understanding anything anybody's <laughs> saying or whatever any menu is telling me. All I see is das is good, yeah, das wunderbar, and uh, I hear nothing else, see nothing else. It's amazing how few people speak English in Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> it's really been quite a thing to realize that nobody gives a shit <laughs> to speak English. <laughs> well, you know Dan's uh, family all live in Germany, right? So That's right, yes. In, in preparation that at some point we might end up somewhere in Germany or somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, I've started doing my A1, which is like your entry level sort of German, because obviously she has uh, entryway into Germany, and I get to go of because of this pass. But if you if you arrive there, they put you into language school essentially, and so I'm like yes. preempting that, saying, okay, cool, we can we can actually get those certificates done. But I don't have to do that if we, we if and when we get there. So I've been yeah. yeah I've been doing German lessons during the week. So. Du bist wunderschön. You know what that means? Is that, uh, uh, yes, have some bratwurst and potato <laughs> on the side, not onion. Is that what it means? It, it means that <laughs> you are beautiful. You see, I'm, I'm so so complimentary to this early in the morning. I thought yeah, so. Yeah. I think, I think Danica <laughs> forced you to learn that first. So I, I'd like to think it was for me. But yeah, it, I must say, I'm, I'm starting to wonder about the, uh, the language lesson she's putting me through. It seems very biased in some way. Yes, yes. Wives are amazing. Well, how's that? How does that sound? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very sorry. Yes, you are right. Listen. So yeah, it's been amazing. Being amazing. Here. And uh, work-wise, have you been able to sit down and, and get stuff done? So no. Tonight, actually, I'm lecturing at the Berlin, uh, a German or Berlin School of Creative Leadership. Awesome. Awesome. So today at five o'clock, yeah, I do a lecture. Uh, obviously, Wendy is doing an MBA, and I've met the lecturers and I've met the people running the school. They've uh, been introduced to my work and they've invited me to do a talk. So Excellent. today, five o'clock, I do a talk for them. There's about, I think, 20 business owners from around the world, uh, from Brazil, Mexico, uh, Singapore, all have come in for this module, uh, Wendy being one of them. And uh, yeah, so later today, I do that talk, which I'm quite excited about. It's another university I can tick off uh, as uh, presented at. Um, but besides that, just a normal day, actually, to be honest with you. Recording Zooms, running meetings, no matter where you are, whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, just 
Actually, you can do it from anywhere, right? That's what the digital nomad's all about, right? And today we are talking a little bit about that um, in a bit more detail because what we are talking about today is really this, this idea of, of living an intentional life. And of course, that bleeds into everything that we do from our relationships to our finances to how we travel, um, how we want to show up in the world. So do you want me to tee us up with that? Of course. Uh, I, I think uh, when we were chatting about this uh, pod episode, we had two very different topics, but both of them coming under the umbrella of intentionality. And I think for you, as you start becoming super rich because you're becoming so busy, <laughs> um, your intentionality is different to mine. Mine is about travel because I am traveling constantly. The key uh, that I have figured out over the last few years to keep yourself healthy while you're traveling is really, really important because I realized, you, you know, you get somewhere and you're sick and the, your whole, your whole trip's ruined. Mm. So my intentionality today is about travel and your intentionality is about spending lots of money correctly. <laughs> so why don't you start off with yours and then we'll pop into mine. Yeah, so, so let me backtrack. So I've been going through this exercise for the past uh, two or so days, looking at my finances, trying to better understand what is happening in my finances. And what I've come to realize just again based on what we've spoken about in the previous episode about accretion, is that accretion has no bias. And unfortunately, what happens is that we accumulate just everything in our lives. And so, you know, if you aren't careful about the habits that you cultivate in your relationships, you'll get to a point where you're going to realize, I've cultivated so many bad habits, it's going to be hard to undo it. The same with like your spending habits, the same with your travel habits. All these things are so easy to accumulate because we just do them in the flow of the day. And we don't intentionally think about whether they belong or not and whether they're helping us to get towards our goals or not. And so I've decided that I need to look at my finances. And I got the shock of my life because I realized how unintentional I have been in this regard, that money comes in and money goes out, but I'm not very specific about where that money goes. And I was feeling like that guy on Shark Tank. I, I told you this a bit earlier. Which is that, yeah, yeah, you know, when yeah. you go into Shark Tank as a business owner, they always, they'll ask you about your business and, and whatever. And then at some point they'll say, well, tell us about the numbers. And what they expect is that if you are like a, a jacked up business owner, you are going to know your numbers. You'll know uh, your sales for the past few years, your growth that you've seen. You'll see what your churn is. You'll know what your cost of sales, it, like you know your numbers of the business. And I kind of felt like those guys who get on stage and then just waffle and they go like, uh, I like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what, you know? And so I was like, that, that isn't good enough because that isn't intentional living. And I think for my business, I have a bit more of a sense of, of what that looks like. But in my personal life, definitely not. Like, I can tell you high level, okay, this is like, like what rental is and, and cars and things like that. But apart from that, I don't know where the money goes. Well, look, I think, thank goodness for your wife, because I mean, you'd be an absolute disaster. I mean, you'd sleep on the sleep, sleeping on the streets if it wasn't for Danica. Danica, big shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I can't argue that, you know? Yes, yes, so, yes. And you shouldn't. Say it in German. Say it in German. Say it in German. Du bist wunderschön. So I've been thinking a lot about just obviously it, it's always a good trigger whenever you see one part of your life where you feel you're not being intentional enough is you want to recalibrate in terms of every area of your life, really. And when you think about the work that we do, in general, this is the work, is we are trying to help people be more intentional in how they show up. Intentional in 
how you adapt to change, intentional in how you lead, intentional about how you deal with the changes that are coming in the future. So we are always in the process of helping people live more intentionally. Um, and so I was thinking, what does that process really look like? And I'm going to break it down just briefly, and then we can talk a little bit about travel and finances in the context of this. So the first thing that you need is to be very clear on where you are going. So for you to be intentional, you need to know what the goals are that you're working towards. Otherwise, you don't know where to put what or what to do or how to show up. Part of what that, that goal structure is, is also knowing what does intentional look like in the context of X. So if you think of someone who is very intentional in how they go about using their finances, what does that look like? If you think about someone who is very intentional about their health, what does it look like? And so once you can create that picture in your mind, then you have an ideal to strive for. Without that, you are just going through the routines and through this, like the automatic processes of every day. Once you have that, you need to combat distraction. That is your main goal, actually. Your main goal is to plan for and combat the fact that the pool of automation is so strong in our lives. It's so like once you get, you know, you'll sit down, you'll design this entire plan today. The moment you're done with that, you're going to be pulled back into your old habits. You're going to be pulled back into the old way of doing things. And so the number one thing is, how do I combat that? And of course, we've also spoken about that uh, at, at length on this podcast. But one thing that I think is really important is to create prompts for yourself around reviewing your behavior. So, and this could be as pedantic as like a daily review, a weekly review, a monthly review, a quarterly review. But I think in many cases, what you actually want is a daily prompt that's sitting on your to-do list that says, how are you going to show up today? Or if, like in the finances case, review your finances today. Where did your money go today? And that level of granularity, I think, helps you to then be more intentional. Because otherwise, it just all kind of starts flowing into one big homogenous automated mess again. And so that, that daily review, that prompt, becomes part of your bigger system that then helps you to be more intentional. So we can talk about this in the context of the, the two different areas of lives, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, we did that, re that relationship one where I was trying to figure out what are the five things to be intentional about building a long-term relationship. And it's great because you keep coming back to the five things. It's like, are you building new memories together? Are you saying to each other three or four things that you love about each other? Are you going through a process of managing your own emotions? Are you doing positive illusions about your partner and only putting the best foot forward? There's so many things that, uh, not so many, there's five things that you can be doing and we've been rechecking them. So I love it because granula granularity gives the ability to be very intentional about your rituals that create your habits and your behavior. So I love it. I think the granularity also can move between subjects. So yes, your relationship can be a focus for a period of time, then your money, then your body, and then come back and create these sort of more broad rituals and habits into your life, you know? So like being hydrated is an incredibly important habit to have that many people just forget about because... Yeah, it just doesn't really come into your daily habit. So we'll talk about them, but I think the granularity, and I think that's a great word, and I think that should be something we should be sticking to. It's like, how granular are you about your intentionality about the subject? So very good. Let's go. But that's what I've, you know, so I, I, I don't know how you manage your 
your daily tasks. Um, do you have a like a daily planner? Do you have a like Todoist or an app that you use for that? Yeah, um, of course I do. I've got a constant to-do list going on with Shams, my business manager, and um, I also have my own private intentionality. If you're watching some video, you'll see it. Just list of things that I should be doing for the day and the list of things I should be doing on a broader scale. Did that say something about sexy? For those, because I, I thought I saw... Sexy? Is it, is it like affirmations in the mirror about uh, I'm sexy? What, what was that? Uh, sexy, smart, ambitious, and caring. Um, so I'm right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sexy. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember why yeah, I wrote yeah. sexy. I got <laughs> consciousness. Sexy, smart, ambitious, and caring. What? <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I don't know. I just remind. Look, I was, I was, it's working. It's no, exactly. working. Don't worry. Was, the affirmation is working. Know, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. reminding myself to stay sexy. That's what I was doing. I was like, John, your biggest intention today is be sexy. So thank you. Thank you for seeing the one word on there. I can't even read my own handwriting. I don't know how you saw that. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you were talking about your affirmations. Yeah. Um, oh, we were talking about your to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but where do you keep your, like, do you have an app that you use for that? No, no. I, I write it down physically and put it in my pocket. And then. Okay. And, but for the Shams one? Right. Just on WhatsApp and uh, <laughs> calendar shares. That's Okay. What are you so using? I, I used to Doist. I used to Doist. Yeah. And what's, what's cool about it is that you can, you know, when you input a task, it can remind you every morning at 7 a.m. to do this. You can schedule one to pop up every Friday at a certain time. And so what I've now started doing is being, so usually that's just full of business stuff. What I've now started doing is being very intentional about adding things that I want to be intentional about. So uh, every Friday I have a reminder that pops up that says, Adam, could you, um, I have it open here right now. So one that I added uh, from, from a finance point of view is every morning at 6 a.m. to review 22.7. So 22.7 is a budgeting app that hooks right into your bank feed. So it's cool. So like now every morning I can see all the transactions that occurred the previous day and I can just categorize them and I can be, okay, like I kind of know where where my finances are, where my money is going. How many credit cards can you link to that, to 22.7? Oh, I have no idea. I think I have three accounts linked to it. Okay, so you can, okay, okay. At the sure. moment. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one thing. Then I have... Um, at the end of every week, I have a weekly tracker and an accretion tracker that I'm busy filling in. So the weekly tracker is to track all the opportunities and all the business that has come in for the week to make sure that I'm just on top of that. And then the accretion is the one that we spoke about last time is that very often you get to the end of the week and you feel like you haven't really accomplished much. But when you look back, you realize, geez, there's actually so much that occurred in the week. Yes. And I am busy accumulating. But you can also think about what am I accumulating that actually shouldn't be there? Yes. And that's that's an additional reflection that I'm just adding to that process is, okay, cool. All of these things were were accumulated for the week. Should they all have been accumulated for the week? Because that's, an, that's another thing to think about. Do you think people with normal jobs have all this time? I mean, you are a house husband. This, do you think with all this time <laughs> on your hands to be building intentionality is easier? Well, I think it, it always seems big, but it doesn't have to be big. Okay. Uh, I, I think... Uh, a prompt like that takes a few minutes to go through. And that's actually the biggest, you know, sort of the biggest excuses people get trapped in. And I mean, we see this, that we are so reactive, we are so busy, and, you know, that's a convenient excuse to say, well, I don't have the time to do a reflection. I don't have the time to be intentional because if you don't have the time to do that, guess what? You are going to be reactive. You're going to just do the thing that's in front of you. You are 
not going to show up as your very best. Why? Because you haven't recalibrated to that. And so if you're too busy for that, then sure, that's fine. But also you'll get what you get because of that process. When, when I go through this, I mean, how long is it going to take in the morning to quickly look at my finances? It's going to take me five minutes. But the upside out of that is going to be tremendous. Not only am I more intentional, and as a result of that, I probably have more money to put into more specific places, but also it shows respect for, for the thing. It shows respect for money. It shows respect for myself that I'm willing to take the time and invest it into something that's important to me. Because if you are saying to me, I don't have the time to do a quick weekly prompt or reflection or review, what you tell me is that it's not important enough for you to make the time, five or 10 minutes to sit with it. And I think that's a much bigger problem than carving out five minutes of your time. I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. Well, well put. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think I've just been over time trying to, and I agree with you. Like, I don't want to end up with a list, you know, like when, when people get into morning routines, you know, they, they, like they go all out, you know, it's not like you can have a few things in your morning routine. They get into it and they're like, ah, oh, I, I need to have everything in my morning routine. I need to train and cycle and blah, 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 like, yeah, like, you know, like 15, 20 things before your day even gets started. I don't want to end up in that position, but I do want to identify. And I think you, you put it well, is that you can, you can circulate over time, which is so for now, I want to be very intentional with my finances. And that means for the next bit, I'm going to put a bit more effort into it. And then what's going to happen as a result of me being intentional is I'm going to build good habits. Yes. And when I have good habits, I can rely on those yes. to take me a bit further. And when I have those good habits, I can say, okay, well, what is the next step? That it might be a different intentionality around finance, but it might be a bit of focus away from that into health or relationships or whatever it may be. But all of these things exist for us to build stronger and better foundations. And the more we can make sure that we have well-intentioned, positive habits and rituals in our lives that start from being intentional and breaking that automation, the better life becomes, right? Well, what do they say? They, they, they say that discipline is ultimate freedom because, you know, you've created the structures to be free. Um, and, and I love the fact that this is also something that you don't do constantly. Look at the meditation practice that you've picked up on. It's become a habit now. It's like you can't not do it. So now that's part of what you do. You know what I mean? You take your dogs for a walk. That's also become part of how you operate. So I think it's good to take the focus and bring it in on finances, then on relationships, then on health, then on, and slowly but surely all of these habits start to bleed into your normal life and you now created a whole bunch of habits that, that, that really benefit you in, on every level. So I think that's really great. And look, in parallel, without you knowing this, and I said this to you offline, is I've got a business coach and um, he's been forced, not forcing me, but he's been requesting my management accounts and going through them in detail. And he's a CA. So he's been asking questions that I often couldn't even ask because it's not my understanding. And so it's amazing that you're also going through this. I'm going through it in a totally different way. And what I would say is that if you really want to be intentional about something, I think a very important aspect of that would be accountability to it. And so what is keeping accountable? Who is keeping you accountable so that you can stay on track? Because without that accountability, you can veer off no problem. For sure. There is something to be said. And I, I think you've actually touched on this in the, was the previous pod, um, where we spoke about the redefining ambition. And something that's been popping up quite a bit lately, and I don't know if you've seen that Tim Ferriss interview. I haven't watched it, but I kind of get the gist of where he was going with it, which is that 
it gets kind of tiring optimizing life to the nth degree. You know, and, and I think that's what has been perpetuated for so long is that everything about your life has to be optimized and efficient and like, you know, extracted to the max. And, and that's definitely not the thing that I'm advocating for when I'm saying, you know, add these things to your to-do list to be intentional about it. I think I'm trying to take a broader view and saying for us to live an intentional life, not an optimized life, but just an intentional life where you are so clear about where your effort and energy and attention goes and flows to, you need to create the structures for that. I'm not saying be overly optimized. I'm just saying make sure that you have the prompts that will pull you out of the automation every single day. Because without that, I promise you, and you'll, you'll know this by now if you've lived any amount of time on this earth, that the pull of automation is incredibly, incredibly strong. And familiarity. At one place where I see it so often is that I'm working on my, I have a blocker on my PC that I switch on that blocks out all social media for like 60 minutes at a time. And I'll, I'm so amazed often. I'm working, working, working. And then I'm like on this page. I'm like, how did I get here? And it's like, it's the block page that says, no, you can't access LinkedIn or Facebook. And like, I didn't even realize how quickly I just, Opened up a new tab, hit L, hit enter, and like I'm on LinkedIn. Wow. I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. But that's how, how deep those routines and those habits can run, you know? So having that blocker or that prompt that says, are you being intentional enough? Are you doing the right thing? Are you building the right kind of habit? I think it's incredibly, incredibly important for us to, to prioritize that in our lives. Absolutely. Well said. Love it. Yeah, very powerful. You know, uh, just also make me want to, I've actually, while you're talking, I've downloaded both the Todoist and 22.7. So I'm going to be busy after this, uh, just connecting them. So thanks for those tips. Yeah, it's a pleasure. If you need some, um, I'm a Todoist power user. So if you have any oh, questions. Oh, are you? Know. Are you? Okay, good, 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 good. I've, <laughs> I've never been using seen it for before. ages. It's actually been one of my favorite apps. Does it, does it pop up onto your phone? Yeah. Okay. And you can obviously share it with Shams as well. So you can just. Add a task oh, in there, assign it okay, to her, and then okay, yeah. And I mean, it's and it actually works on Android. That's amazing. So you've got an Android, right? Oh wow, okay. So it's not just the Apple. Look, I mean, everyone is building for Android these days. Oh, okay. Fair Apple enough, is, fair uh, fair yeah. Got it, got it. Okay, let's keep moving. Um, so, <laughs> so look, my my intentionality was just a small one around travel, and because I've been traveling for a few years across time zones and in an airport. And I was joking with my clients, Emirates, who I was speaking at a couple of weeks ago, that my office address is actually 30,000 feet in an Emirates business class seat. Um, this is really where I live is, uh, in, in a space of movement in between, uh, realities, uh, which are sort of portals. Planes are like portals. They, pop you in one portal, pop you out the other, you get out the other side, everything's different, weather's different, people are different, language is different, like a new movie set. And so this process really takes, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be uh, very intentional about how you're showing up, what you're packing, what you're eating, how you're moving. Because when you arrive, you wanna optimize your travel because you wanna mission, you wanna meet people, you wanna be out there. And if you're not feeling well, which can happen quite a lot when you're traveling, it really does ruin everything because you spend all this money, you've made all this mission, you can't. So I've just made a couple of notes about what I have been doing. And I hope these are helpful to the people listening because I don't know if anybody travels as much as I do, but if you do, you must really have your own routines. But I'll start off with the first one is uh, usually 80 to 90% of the time, I start off with a meditation and waking up somewhere 
And having a calm heart and a clear head really does change your energy and your focus for the day. I'm still incredibly amazed at who I am before a meditation and who I am after meditation. It is just the most surreal thing. You are literally a different person, which is just mind-boggling. And you realize how much you'd got yourself caught into old stories before the meditation. So first thing, start off with the meditation. The second thing is acidity versus alkaline and our bodies being in a state of alkaline is really, really important because acidity is what breeds disease and breeds a incongruent body. So what is acidity? Acidity is when your body's got too much meat, bread, alcohol, uh, and these sort of foods that are very rich that your body definitely needs, but not in excess. But what most people do is they'll have a steak, chips, and a glass of wine. And that's all acidity. Everything's acidity. There's no alkaline there. And then you'll have bread with your meal as well. And so high protein, but high acidity, very low alkalinity. And so for me, I travel with alkaline powder with calcium. And that just keeps my body at a steady alkaline level. I make sure that I am drinking green juices and having salads as well as other foods. But really the alkalinity uh, is key. And if you've got gout or if you've got any of these other issues, it's because your body's too acidic. And so what we have to do is bring about more greens and more natural products into your diet. So green juice and alkaline powder is the first one because of the alkalinity your body requires, your pH balance. How long have you been using alkaline powders? On and off for years. Um, okay. But sometimes I've also heard that they alkalize too much. So you also got to be, you got to be uh, sort of uh, understand that. So Wendy actually found an alkaline powder that's got calcium in it as well, which is a great way for your body to absorb it, but also not push it too far to the left of alkalinity. Mm. So I'm okay. playing around with them. Why do you ask? I'm just wondering if you, when you, when you started using it, if you felt like a real before and after effect, or if it's, if it's just something that you feel like you're maintaining at a certain level and not, you, you can't really see the, the real effect of it, but you also know that it's helping you and, and it's doing good for you. So I think the real effect of it uh, was the lack of having flu, body being run down, able to digest food, uh, able to have a regular movement in your body. It's a, it's a broad spectrum thing that doesn't impact it directly, but I know that I'm not, I don't get sick. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the first. The second one is hydration. Now, I've also become very, very aware of this. I was watching a guy in Dubai who owns a business. Um, that's all about hydration. And what he was saying in the interview is he, the reason he started this business is that his brother died of cancer and he went and did the research and he realized that actually what his body, what his brother had done badly was keep himself hydrated. And he did more research and he realized that the human population are chronically dehydrated, chronically. And when we think about hydration, we often think about water, but it's actually more than water. It's, it's minerals that your body is craving. Now, when I was a bodybuilder in 1995, when I won Junior Mr. <laughs> South Africa, yes, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Jeez, how old are you, man? I was 19. Yeah, I was 18. Well, I don't know, 7, 19, somewhere around there. 
And I, I, my name, every time I got into it, I, every time I went on stage was Johan Sanel. I don't know who the hell Johan Sanel was, but that was me. Because <laughs> um, it was a very Afrikaans uh, uh, yeah, contingency. And in, in fact, I think I entered a couple of competitions near you in Springs, but. Oh, really? So, and you won? Yeah, yeah, there was one or two. I don't know. I can't remember, but the big ones I won. I remember I won the big ones. Anyway, anyway, that's not the point. But the point was before we entered the competition, on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you would, an incredibly unhealthy thing, but anyway, you would drink distilled water, which is what goes into batteries. But what this distilled water would do is wash away the minerals in your body so that you could lose water from your body, which looks like fat, and you'd get even leaner. This is what most bodybuilders die from, is from the dehydration they go through so they can be leaner on stage when their skin looks like paper. And so I remember doing this at bodybuilding, and now that I understand the theory behind it is that when you're feeling thirsty, you're often not thinking of what your body's not looking for water, it's looking for minerals. And so what has also happened on top of this is that a lot of the water we drink is shit. It's terrible water. Doesn't have those minerals and those minerals have gone. So you can actually be drinking water and water and water and water and not actually getting the minerals. So not only is it, is your body chronically um, dehydrated because of not drinking water because you're drinking juice, Coca-Cola, to Coke Zero, coffee, whatever it is, but not actually good water. So the ability to stay hydrated means that you actually need to put hydration minerals into your water to make your water better. And so this has been a huge game changer, game changer, because I now carry these hydration sachets with me and it, this affects every aspect of your body, obviously. And it's really been a very, very helpful thing. So my, my tip here is, Get hydration uh, travel packs and move with these travel packs and make sure you're having one every second day so that you're keeping your body hydrated with the right minerals in it. And I promise you, you don't get flu. You don't, it's unbelievable. Your, your body's regularity going to the new changes. The whole thing changes because you're just hydrated. And remember, you're 70% water, if not more. And now this is just helping towards. Tell me, um, would these minerals be like rehydrate? Like that, that type of thing. Yes, yes. There's so many. There's so many of them out there. The point is, so electrolytes. Is look for a good one. Yeah. Yes, okay. it, look for a good one. Make sure you're engaging with them often, 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 often. It's because our waters become poor. It has. You know? Um, you know, TikTok is amazing because it gives you the insight into so many different people's lives. And there's uh, a lady actually from SA that I've been following. She's a water sommelier, and so she looks at all the different waters in the supermarket, and she like comment. Com gives commentary on um, their minerality and how good the water is and the sources that it comes from. And it's always interesting to me. I don't know if you've ever, have you seen like proper like water sommelier, like, uh, like water taste testings? And they'll pour it like wine and they'll swirl it like wine and they'll look at the density and all these things. And like the guys who are into it, you know, water has a very specific and unique taste actually that isn't just the tap water that we get out of the, the tap. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's actually a really interesting thing once you get into it. But cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to order some. Like I really hate Evian. I hate Evian. It's, it tastes like sand to me. I just don't like it at all. So like every water has got its own personality. But then look, if you want to get a little bit of esoteric as well, also tell your water you love it before you drink it because it changes the molecular structure of the water. And this is now science proven. It's not some hippy dippy ideology. So that also helps with the water becoming. There, there are some water meditations where you put the water in front of you, you meditate kind of with the water and then you drink it afterwards. One other thing I just wanted to tell you is 
I tasted a water the other day. I'm not a big fan of sparkling water in general, but I tasted this one water that had like the finest, finest bubbles. And it was so good. And we have a soda stream at home. So Dan only drinks sparkling water that she, she makes. But I hate soda stream because the bubbles are so big. Then I went to go research and I was like, how do you get small bubbles using soda stream? And the interesting thing is when you buy water with a large amount of minerals in it, the bubbles are actually smaller because the bubbles attach to the minerals instead of attaching to the big water molecules. And so we did that experiment and actually what we came out with was like very nice sort of small bubble water. Interesting. Wow. Side, side note. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think still water is for poor people, you know? <laughs> Sparking. <laughs> I'm joking. I saw that in a movie. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like, I only drink sparkling water because it's a champagne of water. And I drink still water and still water from poor people. Champagne of water. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, champagne of water. Okay. And then the third thing uh, around physicality is another massive killer around our bodies is inflammation. And finding out what inflames your body is just the biggest game changer, let me tell you. And the best way to know if your body is inflamed is if you just put your fingers together and if they feel squishy, you inflame. If they feel almost bone on bone then or meat on meat, then you don't have any inflammation. And you can touch your face and your face can either be a little bit lean or it's a little bit fluffy. And if it's fluffy, it's being inflamed. Now, we know that inflammation is actually one of the biggest forms of disease creation because your body's constantly fighting whatever you've put into it and it's retaining water to deal with it, you know? So what I have found in my life, and this is just me, is dairy and wheat are massive inflamers, massive inflamers. And so for the last, um, I don't know, I think three months, I haven't had any dairy or or wheat, just no bread, no dairy. And let me tell you, bro, my pants are falling off me. It's almost, I've changed nothing. I've got a six pack again. I'm like, and all I did was cut those two things out. I'm still eating sugar. Um, we get Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream. We uh, Do you drink eat, coffee? I drink coffee with oat milk. What do you milk. add to your coffee then? Oat milk. Oat okay. milk. Uh, but no dairy, no wheat. And this lack of inflammation has gotten my body to just move better and, and be flexible. I got no pains or aches or none of these things. And it's all because of being inflamed. Now, a thing to also help uh, anti-inflammation is turmeric. So if you're able to have an oat, turmeric, latte, or any of those things, turmeric definitely helps with that sort of thing. But also remember, inflammation affects your brain because your brain also, your head gets inflamed and you can't think properly. You get a sort of foggy brain. And that's all based on these sort of things. So the third point is all about gut health, the engine for your body. What are you putting into it and what are you not putting into it? So for me, gut health itself is based on probiotics and I like liquid probiotics, not the ones in tablets that are in fridges. I like the liquid ones that are made with natural. You can keep them at room temperature. They taste terrible, but they really help. Um, and so if, if we just re- recap very quickly, the three health ideas is alkaline your body, make sure your gut health is good, and make sure you're hydrated. And it's so amazing because you find yourself just operating at a better consistent overall level on a physicality level. And you know, Eric, we, you know, I'm nearly 50 and from lean, it's, I'm sexy, man. And oh, of course I forgot super sexy. Um, but this is because I've just figured out these three very simple rules. Do what you want. 
Like I'm still eating sugar, but I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not a monk, so I'm just going to have the sugar. But also the amount of sugar you can have with no dairy is very limited. Go and look. It's very, very limited. There's a dairy is pretty much in everything. So those are the three physical things. And then I have two more things is, are any questions on these before I go no. into the last bits? Okay. okay. So the two more things is I really find myself in the afternoon, sometimes feeling a little bit not myself. And I do a 15 minute meditation. Dr. Joe Dispenza has these very quick 15 minute meditations. And honestly, sometimes I feels, feels like I've gone for hours, but it just a snap in and snap out. And I, and, and I want you to think about meditations like resetting your phone or resetting your computer. When it's giving you a little bit of trouble, reset. And this 15 minute meditation in the afternoon is like a quick reset and it just brings you back into your heart. Do you do the flow one? Yeah, flow or... Sure, dude. I've been doing that one like a lot. And I even did it this morning. Um, because I've been finding, even like compared to the 45 minute meditations, it, it's powerful, man. Like it, like in that 15 minutes, it's almost like, because you know, it's 15 minutes, you get into it quicker, quicker. And, but I love the flow meditation because it just speaks exactly to what we what, what like his main message, right? Change your energy, change your life, change your life. A and that's it. And like 15 minutes, just to focusing on that, Yeah, you can't help, but wait, stand up and like feeling like you ready to do something else. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So. That's an afternoon sort of ritual that I have if I need to tap into. And there's something new I've been doing. Uh, I read this the other day is when you come into bed, before you fall asleep, retrieve all your energy. And this has been such a game changer. I can't explain. It's like, what, where are your thoughts? What have you been stressing about? Where is your energy left with other people? So if you've been stressing or thinking about something over and over and over, you have dispersed energy. And so what I've been doing in my mind's eye before I go to sleep is call myself back to me. And it's such an amazing feeling when you feel solid. It's, a, it's so weird. You feel quite solid in, within yourself. So retrieve your energy, go into a meditation. And usually Wendy and I fall asleep to meditations because it's the meditative state that you want to get your brain out of the beta into an alpha, into a theta, once you've retrieved your energy. And I can have a very, very deep sleep. Because your, 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 your body's not running around, still stressing about you know, all the things that you've been stressing out throughout the day. And then another one that actually Wendy and I have been working on is, what are your rituals around staying connected to the people you love the most? And I think that's really important is that who are you speaking to uh, throughout the day to keep you connected to your community? And that's key. So make sure you have a ritual of connecting to the people that you love the most. And then the last piece is jet lag. Uh, in all my years of travel, I have never figured out an answer for a jet lag besides a sleeping tablet. So if you are somewhere and you need to get sleep, I'm, I, I'm not somebody who takes any sort of uh, pharmaceuticals, but I can't be somewhere and I'm going to be talking the next day and I'm not sleeping. So unfortunately, I still do one or two sleeping tabs depending on how many time zones I need to jump and what I have done the next day. So uh, that is my list of intentionality on travel. Yeah, I love it, dude. And and obviously the the underlying context for all of that is that what's happened here over time is you've identified certain things that you require in order to be more intentional in how you show up both physically and mentally. And you've identified all of these things that probably at some point uh, not worked all that well, you know, not feeling like feeling foggy or feeling unclear and feeling drained from energy and feeling inflamed and all those things at some point were things that you might have been struggling with. And 
at that point, we get to either stay in the automation or we get to be more intentional. And what you've done is you went, well, I want to be more intentional. And I'm sure what we've ended up here, like your list that you've, you've given us now, they probably weren't the first things that you tried. It was through a process of experimentation that you've ended with these. You've, you were intentional enough to go through the iteration process to find the thing that works. And that's become the ritual in the system. And you can fall back on that and you know that when I'm doing this, I'm being intentional and it's leading me to the result that I want. It, but that's the whole point of how, how um, uh, discipline gives you ultimate freedom is that I'm free to move comfortably and healthily in between cities around the world when I've just got these three disciplines in place, you know? Such an important discipline. Listen, thank you so much for an awesome chat this morning. It was uh, great spending time with you and of course with all of our listeners as always. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who cast a vote for us in the awards. Uh, we, we were nominated for two awards this part for career and entrepreneurship and also for technology and innovation. And we were really overwhelmed with everyone's support. So thank you very much for that. The, the voting is now closed. So if you missed the opportunity, it's now gone. Uh, we will know whether we received one of the awards, I think late September or so. So there's going to be a bit of a waiting uh, game that we have to play for now. But again, thank you so much for, for voting. If you missed the vote and you feel terribly, terribly guilty, then you're welcome to head over to iTunes to leave us a five-star review over there uh, as a way to compensate and to alleviate your guilt. Um, apart from that, uh, everyone, thank you so much for, for spending some time with us again today. And we'll see you all again next week. Until then, be expensive. Ciao.